Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Yes, legends. Thank you as always for tuning in. We are back and we are in pretty much December. It's Christmas territory. I'm feeling really Christmassy at the moment now. And you know what? I just love this time of year. Dare I say it's my favourite time of the year. And I just think it's a nice time to be with family, friends. There's a lot going on. You know, you can almost take your foot off the gas a little bit and just enjoy it for what it is and just indulge in the celebrations. Of course, everything in balance. But yeah, thank you as always for listening. And you know, you've caught me. When I'm feeling pretty happy in Christmas here, which is always good. We've got this episode and another episode next week, and then we're going to take a little break over Christmas and come back in the new year. Um, so, like I say, it's just appreciate that you're here, right here, right now, and we can have some fun and games listening up again. Now, if you've got me on Instagram, social media, you will have seen what we've been up to this week. Um, and this weekend, we went away to London as a team, as part of the Confidence Project. There was eight of us that went in total, and we did High Rocks. Now... If you're thinking what on earth is High Rocks, then this is what this episode is all about. Um, I just want to sort of share my slash our insight into it, um, let you know how we got on, how we felt, the do's and don'ts, and just the, the overall experience. But that aside for a second, you know, we actually had our first trip away to London and it was it was such a nice experience just to go away with, like, of course with friends, but you know, it was almost like a new environment. It's going away with like-minded people and and, you know, like, there were another lad who, you know, we went away and he was like, well, it's not quite like a stag do, is it? Like, no, it's not a stag do, but equally, you know, it's something completely different. And it's just nice to be away and, and just to see the sights of London and just to be together and, like I say, have nice conversations with people. And you know what? It was just a spot-on experience. So um, it was something that we'll definitely look at doing again at some point, you know, not, not necessarily down to London, but especially at the whole... You know, the days out are brilliant, but you know, it, it were just a, it were a nice thing to do. It really, really was. So stay tuned for more Confidence Project getaways, um, whatever way, shape or form that comes in. I actually having the, the sort of pipeline, we want to climb Ben Nevis in August 2024. Um, I am planning on making a little bit of a family holiday of that. So I guess that'll be our next sort of getaway as a team, because obviously whoever else wants to come can do. But I think personally, I'll make it a little bit of a family holiday up to Scotland, which will be lovely. But I digress. Now, more to the point, High Rocks. First things first, what is it? So High Rocks is described as a fitness race. Um, it's an eight kilometer run. Um, and with each kilometer that you do, you sandwich it with a station slash exercise. So your stations are, you've got the ski trainer, you've got the sled push, you've got a sled pull, you've got burpee broad jumps, you have got a rowing machine, You've got farmer walks, lunges, and then wall balls. And like I say, you do your kilometer run, you go into the ski trainer, you'd come onto the next run, and then you go into the sled, and so on and so forth. And it was something that none of us had ever, ever done before. Um, and we sort of seem to get caught in the... There's a bit of a craze about it at the moment, I guess, and I would imagine this this high rocks thing will, will only blow up further. So I'm excited to see where it goes. And spoiler alert, we all want to do it again, really. We all got that bug, that desire to do it, but... There was myself and a client who did it. We competed on the Saturday morning, um, myself and Anthony, and we absolutely loved it. And we trained well for it. You know, we trained maybe four times together for it. 
Um, we strategized a lot, but it's difficult to have a strategy going into something like that because you don't know how you're going to feel. But we roughly knew what we did and we roughly stuck to it, which was good. But we both loved it. We both came in at a time of one hour 16, um, which was absolutely amazing. We were happy with anything under 90 minutes. Anthony's definitely a better runner than me. And I felt that as we... As soon as we set off, really, it was almost a little bit fast for me. I said, look, I'm going to have to slow down here. I'm, I'm blowing. And then <clears throat> I think I caught a little bit of second wind as we went. So we both managed to finish really strong. And I'll get onto all the specific stations shortly. But, but it was myself and Anthony. And then on a Sunday, we had Nahid, who did a solo, which was amazing. Um, and then we also had Emma and Neil, who did a mixed doubles. And you know what? I was so proud of all of them on... Of course, Anthony doing it with me, but you know, on the Sunday, I'd, I literally had like a lump in my throat. I was shouting the whole way. I had butterflies in my tummy, even tears in the eyes. Just watching people, the journey they've been on, and just watching them smash it across that finish line. Honestly, as a coach, there was no better feeling, um, and it, it was just amazing to see. But I guess I'll start by talking, you know, about myself and Anthony, and actually how we got on specifically with that, and all the exercises, and then just a little bit higher rocks in general. So. Myself and Anthony, we set off at um, 10.40 on the Saturday morning, and we set off for our first kilometre run, you know, well, I actually think that was our quickest at about 4 minutes 30, um, which was, you know, a reasonable time for a kilometre, we'll take it, definitely, um, but like I say, it was probably a little bit fast for me, um, but equally, you know, that that's good for me, I needed that push, I needed to know that I could... Um, go further and faster and it was, so it was great that Anthony was there for me definitely and he kept me going for especially the first half of it when I was really struggling but we'd done our first run and believe it or not I think there was 12,000 athletes competitors over the weekend so I'm not saying it was 6,000 a day but apparently it was sort of like a record number of athletes and you could tell you know there were a real buzz there there were a real I guess family community and honestly something I'd never really experienced before like we're all quite big on Tough Mudder here we like doing Tough Mudder but the thing is with Tough Mudder, you end up, I guess, like you, you're just in, the, in a field, <laughs> quite bluntly, you know, you're in a field, climbing over a little bit of scaffolding, crawling through mud, and it, it <clears throat> the atmosphere is there initially, but, you know, when you're in the middle of the, the woods, the forest, whatever, it, it's just you and your team, whereas this, it was under one roof, it was in the XL, London, so like I said, we had a great trip away to London, and it was like in one of the massive halls, and honestly, it was just huge, there was a real like, electric buzz about it, but... We'd done our first kilometre, maybe a little bit fast. We then went on to the ski trainer. Um, again, it came in at just over four minutes, so it was a really good time. Now, you've got to do a kilometre on the ski trainer. Um, and our plan for this was to do four quarters each, so 250 metres each. And that worked well. You know, we were both pretty consistent. We both stuck to our times, anywhere around the sort of 140 average over 500 metres. And, and, you know, obviously fatigue kicks in, but we did quite well there. And I was pleased with that. The thing that got me was actually after the ski trainer, it was the immediate run after it. And it was just that buildup of lactic acid. And, you know, I really, I felt almost a bit spaced out really. And like a little bit, oh, what's happened here? And I, I didn't know what to expect at all, but we'd done the ski train. Then we set off for our run. Now there is like a little bit called the rock zone with high rocks where you can sort of get water and like basically run in and out of the rock zone to get to your station. So we ended up just walking through the rock zone. In hindsight, we could have run it, and, and like I know that going forwards, but I just had to walk. It's more like I said, my legs felt really weird. I think Anthony could have run it, to be honest with you. Um, but it was it was nice to obviously get the legs going, and then we went out for our next kilometre run, and obviously then the rest of the kilometres probably came in around the five-minute mark, um, no lower. So we knew we'd set off fast, but we got into our stride was also the point as well. 
So from there, you then go into the sled push. So you push a big sled. Now the full weight is, I believe it's 152 kilograms. I, you'll have to forgive me. I can't remember what actually goes on the sled, but I, I believe that includes the weight of the sled as well. But it's 152 kilograms, which is like double body weight for me, you know, and and it was heavy. It was really heavy to push this sled. But again, we did sort of four quarters each. And again, to be honest with you, there were no real issues on this one. I think my te technique slipped a little bit on the my second run out. Anthony went first on it as he did the ski trainer. Um, and I ended up sort of, if you can imagine all the weights on the floor, I've ended up the first time staying reasonably low and having quite a lot of sort of push behind it. Whereas the second time around, I ended up sort of putting my shoulders into it and actually using my shoulders rather than my arms and slipping up the sled, which I knew I was doing it. I sort of like, I was a bit stubborn and stuck with that technique and it, I knew I was sort of slipping, but I saw it through and, you know, we'll take it and I was happy with it and, and that was that. So, so far, so good. We'd done two kilometres and like I said, legs feeling heavy, a little bit, almost a bit like in shock about how I felt, but we, we got through it and we got through it well, which was good. My first sort of curveball was a sled pull. So, if you can imagine, you do your kilometre, then you, which was like two, I think it's two and a bit laps of the hall, which gives you an indication of how big this hall was, you know, it's a, it a real big, uh, bigger area that we were working out in. And from there, we had to pull the sled. Now, we had practiced that, and we did it well. But you've got to stay in, like, um, a little box almost, and you can't leave that box. So there's two techniques. You can either stand still and pull, and I guess I almost have, like, a bit of a... um like a hand-over-hand -hand motion, maybe the best way of describing it, which was quite bicep-heavy, and you almost end up holding the squat. Um, and I went for that approach. Now, I struggled to move that sled. It moved, of course it did. It wasn't a major issue, but it seemed Anthony was going a little bit faster than me, I felt. And the reason being, he would sort of take the rope, use the box of his advantage and walk back with it. But again, me being stubborn, I was sort of like trying to stand still and do it. And I probably made life quite difficult for myself. So I felt that was a struggle. And the rope that we'd trained with was also, um, it felt a little bit thicker than, uh, sorry, the rope that we trained with felt a little bit thinner than the one we actually used. So I think that caught me by surprise a little bit, but we did use like chalk. That was a big thing. So anyone listening with Hyrox, I think for the rope pull, the chalk helped big time. We had a couple of people who wore gloves. They also said that helped. So that's just one to bear in mind. Um, and we got through it again, like I say, and the carpet as well for the push and pull, you know, like you've got to consider the one that you're using in the gym may not be the same as the one that you are using on race day. So, you know, you don't know how it's going to go until until you've done it. So we can look back at it and say, right, we've got to be prepared for this and this. But three stations down, and we were making pretty good time, and, and we were quite pleased with it. Um, but I was flagging. Honestly, I was really flagging. However, I knew that the next station was up my street, and it was Burpees. And I came into Burpees pretty confident. But the original plan was to go first and do as many as I can. But I had to say to Anthony, look, I'm fatiguing. I'm quite tired here. Do you mind going first? Because he was all right. So he went first, and we actually did half and half here, which was amazing. I was so proud of Anthony because no one likes burpees, honestly. They, they are so difficult, and he saw it through. And originally, we might have done like a quarter each, and he saw that you, basically you've got to go up one lane and down another. And he saw the whole lane through on his half, and I was so pleased for him. And that actually allowed me to then catch my breath back and then go again. So I did the second half of it, and that's when I got my second wind. I feel like my, my burpee technique... Um, was pretty spot on really. I remember back in May 2022, I, I did the, the burpee mile challenge, which is a mile of burpees and it's in a previous episode anyway, somewhere in the in the locker. But you know what, like I felt like my burpee ability was, was better than um, 
what what the, I guess the average person would be. So I felt quite confident with that, and that gave me the confidence to then move. And then obviously I caught my breath back because Anthony did the first half. So I found that we got a second wind really. So we went into the next run feeling pretty confident with a bit of a spring in our step, and off we went. We then came onto the row machine, um, and again. We had a plan here of almost sandwiching, so Anthony would do 500 meters in the middle and I would do 250 meters either side. We did that. In all fairness to Anthony, he probably started to fatigue here um, and he did so well with it, but you know, I think 500 meters was quite a lot in hindsight. Whereas I felt fine, I, I don't necessarily have the endurance and stamina, but I, I felt like I had the power and that was the reasoning behind it, but it probably knocked Anthony a little bit. So again, if we were to do it, we'd probably go quarters there. Um, just off had two halves, but I think him doing that extra stint in the middle probably knocked him more than it did me, um, which obviously meant that the next run was a little bit slower, which, like I say, is faster than me anyway, so it worked well selfishly for me, but he did so, so well, um, and I think he he would probably say that that was his um, nemesis. Um, but again, you know, you can only get better, you can only do your best until you know better, and then from there, obviously, you can learn, which is why I can make this podcast episode on how we specifically got on. So, Five stations down, we finally got through the rowing. Every time we sort of went in and out of the rock zone, you know, the bit that was the transition period between exercises, stations, we had a little bit of water, like our mouth and everyone to the same was just incredibly dry. Whether it was just the, the event, whether it was the, the air con or lack of in the room, I don't know, but honestly, a dry mouth was our biggest nemesis, to be honest with you. From there, we went into the next station, which was farmer carries. So you carry... Um, two kettlebells in each hand that weigh 24 kilograms each um now again going back to my previous challenges that i've done you know when i did my charity challenges we um i, I did a farmer carry at 40 kilogram in each hand in the icy cold weather on a top field and it cut my hands and ever since i've got like ptsd with farmer walks and so i knew this one for me would be a real struggle but in principle it's probably the easiest one now fortunately Anthony is a plumber check out sound and plumbers um and um we were in a position where he felt really comfortable on them and he went first and he absolutely crushed it and he probably did about 70 percent of them and i think he just like it's sort of like if you imagine like queuing for a bit of a theme park you sort of go up and down these sort of like runways if you will and he'd, he'd done 70 percent of them by far like Oh, I should probably do some if, if you want, but he could have carried on. He could have carried on. He did so well, but I took the sort of the, the last third maybe, and we started through. But again, there were no issues. The kettlebells compared to the dumbbells was a huge game changer for me. We'd only trained with dumbbells as well, and I, I knew I didn't feel brilliant with them. But because he did that little bit more, um, and you know, we had chalk in our hands, and we knew it wasn't too bad really. We felt okay. Um, so that was good to see and like I said we then went into the the sort of the lunges the next one with a lot more confidence because we thought you know what you're, you're three quarters of the way in there now we're like we can do it we can get through this and we were in really good time so on we went to the lunges now it's a 20 kilogram sandbag lunge neither of us had any issues really um, and you know what looking back we probably could have gone a little bit faster there's obviously a little bit of congestion, like the areas that you train, you're training, that you're working are so big. So there was a little bit of sort of weaving in and out of people who were potentially fatiguing or people overtaking us. Um, but the lunges were fine. And the good thing with the lunges is you put the one, you, there's certain rules you've got to adhere to. So like I said, on the sled pull, you can't step out of the box. Um, the ski train and the rower, you can't pass handles to one another. Um, but the lunges, your knees got to hit the floor. Now for anyone who does lunges, knows them, like you want your knee just hovering off the floor. So to alleviate that tension that you build up and just sort of bounce off the floor worked really well. 
it was absolutely fine. It, it was it was straightforward. We did half and half each, and and it was all right, really. I think Anthony on the back of the rowing. I think I may have just taken over just to see it over the finish line, but it was pretty much half and half each. And like I say, I guess we could we could um, we could call it even. Like I say, we had we had a plan, but like I say, if he did a little bit more on the rowing, it was only fair. I did a little bit more on the lunges or or whatever. So it worked well in the grand scheme of things again. And then on we went. Uh, went I've sounded American and on we went um, to the wall balls which is the last one so you, these were a, these were a really strange ones so you squat down now your squat depth has got to be your hips below knees which you know if, if you listen and you squat you know most people would sort of say 90 degrees any lower good but if you don't hit that depth that they want then it's a no rep so you've got to do 100 reps with these wall balls you've got to hit the target which is only small um, and then you, you build from there and you keep going now we just did 10 each um, and then sort of roughly we did a couple of sets that worked in 15s but um, I think we ended up bringing the box in at one point because they can provide a box just so you basically you sit on the box and you stand up and, it, and then there's no questions asked about your depth or the judgement of it so that worked quite well and once we'd done the wall balls obviously we were knackered um, but we crossed the finish line and it was a really I just remember <laughs> it looks like we're holding hands on the finish line photo but we sort of you know did like the the sort of the, the embrace, you know, we, we had a proper like man handshake and then we crossed the line doing said handshake and I look back and it was just such a nice feeling knowing that we'd both smashed it out of the park and we loved it, we absolutely loved it and like I said, we got the real buzz for it and it came in at 1 hour 16, which, you know, we weren't bothered about a time. I think in the back of our mind, we wanted sub 90, so we, we, you know, we obliterated that but now we're looking at it for, we're going to hopefully try to get tickets for the October Birmingham um, event and hopefully get sub 70 minutes which you know you look at it and you think well the, the, I would probably say the the time spent walking in the rock zone would be where we could pick it up again that was on me I, I tend to walk through that um, I would say obviously if we split the stations a little bit differently so like Anthony not doing as much rowing because it wasn't fair for him to do that little bit um, longer stint so we might split that um, you know working on techniques off of the wall balls making sure that they're flawless um, you know the burpees springing up you know for me the sled pull actually just using that box rather than standing still there's a lot of like little techniques and tweaks we could look back at and actually I would be pretty confident that we can get sub 70 even if we didn't I, I'm still down for it and I, I personally want to actually try to do a solo in January in Manchester at the Manchester event all the tickets have sold out but I'm sort of banking on getting a second a second hand ticket um, sort of via Facebook or something but I'm sure we can work it out and if I don't then ignore what I've said and, and stay tuned for October double um, but it was a really good feeling really good experience absolutely loved it something we would definitely do again now I think the thing with High Rocks is and I, I personally they say it's a race for everyone and they do but I think they've missed a trick because they advertise it as if it's um, if you're not CrossFit is and you sort of imagine the gym it's a nice in between but you've almost got the people who do it look like CrossFitters they look like the scary people in the gym you know blokes fake tan ripped abs giant shoulders women sports bras short shorts glammed up looking great looking phenomenal looking like athletes but that would put the everyday person off um definitely and, and you know that that's what i heard sort of through some of our clients um you know especially in the run-up to it there was a little bit of a trepidation thinking god look at these people but you know you, you do get sort of swallowed up in the whole event so you sort of, you do end up forgetting about it all but on the face of things it can be quite intimidating 
And then, like I said, it's not my place to jump in and, and talk about Nahid, Neil, Emma, but they all smashed it. Honestly, they, they did so well. It was a long day on the Sunday for us and they did so well competing. You know, we had a laugh, they pushed well, they worked together as a team, you know, it, it was just amazing. From a coaching perspective, like I said, it was there's no better fulfilment in seeing your clients, your team, your friends rise to the occasion, complete something that they've worked so hard towards and just, you know, come out feeling like they've smashed it. And they've all said, you know, that they'll be willing to do it again, which was such a nice feeling. And, you know, it, there's more to it than the high rocks as well. You know, it's, you know, for example, the clothing that you wear, like I say, you see these big blokes in, you know, not wearing um, a shirt or these women in sports bra, but, you know, then for, for our clients to have the confidence to wear a vest or shorts and, you know, like, you know, show off a little bit of skin, like that's quite a big thing. To then obviously then just do the event to jump into the deep end and and run shoulder to shoulder with you know some of the world's best and then like I said, on the flip side of the the other side of the scale like you know some people who who you know wouldn't look like they would have done it but they did it and like I said what I'd probably call you like your everyday Joe's in fact there was when we watched Emma and Neil I vividly remember there was a couple doing it and you know let's call them plus size smashed it. They were doing the burpees, and it sort of made me think. Well, you know what? Anyone can do it, and you know, you know, the weighed a considerable amount between them. I would guess. You know, I'm, I'm just saying what I see. But they did it, and that should fill anyone with ease, thinking, well, if they can do it, we can do it, and it only makes you hungry for more. So I, I came out of that event really like happy for everyone, happy with ourselves, and just buzzing to go again. Like I'm sat here talking about it, thinking if someone said there's one tomorrow, I'd go again. So in terms of an event at High Rocks, my best advice would to you would be if it's something you're interested in, do it because it's something completely different. There is a real buzz, family, culture feeling about it that will only help you grow in terms of mindset and body. It gives you a purpose to move forwards. Yes, it comes with intensity and yes, it can be scary on the face of things, but I would make a promise that obviously you'd have to work for it, but anyone could do that. Anyone could do a high rocks and they would come out feeling really proud of themselves because there is a lot of work that goes into it, but there's a lot to be taken from it. So stay tuned for the next one, I would say. Um, the event itself was very well run. Um, and like I say, I think obviously that's only me speaking from a competitor and a spectator point of view, but you know, there was no there were, there were no riffraff there, you know, there were, there were no problems, everyone was just happy to be there to support one another, you know, we could look at other spectators, uh, or sorry, competitors who were maybe struggling and we could give them encouragement, that would keep them going when we was competing, people cheering us on, it was just a nice feeling and I would say it was worth every penny um, and I would 100% do it again and I understand why it sells out in a breath, you know, I, I believe that the, the next London event has literally come on sale yesterday um, and the majority of it sold out and that's you know over two days so it's like when you're sort of getting tickets for a concert you've got to be on the ball so at the moment we are getting some teams assembled whether people want to do solos, doubles, relays I firmly believe that anyone in the Confidence Project or anyone out with that could do it obviously like I say you've got to work for it but we are getting I think in our group chat and that will obviously chop and change but we've currently got about 10 people interested in doing the October Birmingham one um, obviously next year we've got like Tough Mudders and other events and stuff so there's plenty of scope for progress and, and growth and for people to achieve a lot of things next year I think it's going to be a really exciting time for us here at the Confidence Project and we're only going to grow further so I'm absolutely buzzing now in terms of you know going back to High Rocks 
I believe we've covered everything. Um, but my last bit of you know words of wisdom to you will be, like I said, do your best. And on the back of that, you can only do better. So the first time you do it, it's not about your time. It's not about anything other than just immersing yourself in the experience. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about it. Um, put yourself in a position where you can just enjoy it and you almost... I'm not saying disregard everyone else because you know there's a lot of hype, but you know, don't worry about anyone else or what they're doing. Just you know, listen to you know spectators' encouragement. You know, back yourself to do what you need to do, and you'll crush it with the event itself. With the exercises, like I said, you can only get better. So let's say you know burpees, you're not very good at them. Well, you know, on the back of it, see how you feel, practice them, and go again. And there's there's different techniques, there's different modifications that you can do. So burpees again, you can. Um, you sort of generally jump a burpee you can step in for instance as long as you jump with two feet together at the end of it it's fine so there's ways around it um, and you know like you've got to work for it but like I'll use Emma as an example she she competed on Sunday night she was quite nervous running up to it four weeks out struggled to lunge struggled to get the technique with a lunge you know it's a 20 kilogram sandbag on your back come race day in hindsight, she was like, that was the one I was most pleased with. She smashed it. And that was sort of, you know, yeah, we, we did work over four weeks on different little tweaks and changes and seeing how we're feeling and, and from a mindset, mindset perspective regarding the whole event. But on the race day, she rocked up and she did so well, as did everyone else. And like I say, it's just something I would really, really recommend. So there is my High Rocks experience in London um, with the team. All in all, a real success and just something we can all be proud of and I cannot wait for the next one. Um, obviously, if anyone listening to this on the back list has got any questions, find me over on Instagram at Liam Swales PT. Drop me any questions, all things High Rocks. We'll definitely be doing another one. All things Confidence Project, I'm all ears. But ultimately, guys, I want you to have a go have a great day. Like I say, we are now into Christmas period um, or whenever you listen to this, you might listen to this in six months' time and think, what are you on about? It's middle of summer, but Right here, right now, we're at the latter end of November. I'm feeling Christmassy. I'm feeling good. Post High Rocks, um, I'm feeling really good. I am actually struggling this week in terms of energy, though. It was quite a um, a struggle in terms of, you know, a lot of travelling. There's a lot of sort of cheering. Obviously, you've got the event itself, and it has just taken its toll on me. So this week, I'm just chilling out with my training, looking after myself, and then going from there. But we'll be back, and I can't wait for the next one. So, team, thank you as always. Go take care. Go enjoy your day, and I'll see you next time.